extra podcast from the hosts of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode. So I know from my side, uh, this was definitely the best episode that we've ever had addressing developer experience. You are 100% accurate. You are 100% accurate on that statement. (laughs) Um, it's interesting because I actually thought like we, I mean, I don't know how many, how many people do podcasts or understand what goes on when we actually make this podcast. Maybe we should do a DevRel podcast podcast, but we do have discussions beforehand. And one of the things that we actually discussed was, uh, the question of, you know, is DevRel under DevX is DevX under DevRel. Mm -hmm. And I felt that Kurt actually addressed that very nicely that in, in, in the classic DevRel fashion, it depends. Um, it's, it's all about, it's, you know, it's organizationally dependent, it's product dependent. It's, it's never clear. And I I sometimes think that, and I'm just extrapolating here, but I I sometimes think that that's the biggest problem in our industry in the the DevRel. And I'll just use Mm -hmm. that term for now. Absolutely. Industry is that we have, yeah, there, there aren't any. Um, and so when some people come and say, oh, well, you know, DevRel is so wishy-washy and it's, you know, there's nothing that's specific or direct or universal. Yes, that's true. But maybe I think other parts of the tech industry need to learn from that and realize that maybe things shouldn't be universal because not every, you know, not every wrench fits every bolt. Well, and I think it's it's related to the whole, you know, do we belong in product? Do we belong in marketing? Do we belong in engineering? Like what should our metrics be? Right. Exactly. And the at the end of the day, what Kurt said about look, find the the term that works best within your company goals, within your company, if it works for you and you're successful within that, great. And that's the same thing I tell people about teams. Like as long as your C-suite, as long as the CEO, everyone else truly believes in community and backs you up, it doesn't matter where you are. So long as you're able to do the things that you know are valuable and that you know you need to be involved in. So I think that's, I, I both, like that answer and struggle with that answer because it doesn't get us any closer to being like, okay, this is how things are set up and the way that we should refer to things, which is frustrating. <laughs> I I, th- I think that where, you know, I, I like that people feel comfort in having the sh- shared language and grammar and how we talk about things. Um, but if you're your own entity, your company, your group or whatever, it's okay to come up with your own language and call things the way that it makes sense for you and your group and not to be beholden by some sort of external pool to, to like kind of conform to what like the big fang companies are doing or whatever um, that it's great to just, once you understand what your own intrinsic needs and how you can communicate internally, that is the most important part of it. Not just aligning to some sort of like thing that someone else made up. Right. And I also think that there's one thing that I think we missed on this episode. And I mean, it's so rare that we missed that I'm going to say it, but um, because we're we're the best. Anyway, the one thing that we missed, I think, is the point of even having the need to decide what is DevRel, what is Dev Advocacy, what is Dev Experience means you have to have a company that is 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 enterprise scale. This is not small to medium sized company Mm. issue. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to go to, you know, a, a startup that's six months old in the series a situation or pre-seed that is hiring their first person. And they're saying, Oh, what do we call this DevRel or DevX? They don't care. They want a dev advocate that's going to go out and promote what's going on. 
um, that's that's something that I think that we 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 glossed over. Um, I think you mentioned it, Mary, where you're like, yeah, I mean, it depends. If you have a company that has 3,000 people versus 30,000 people, there's a difference. But you're already talking about if you have 3,000 people, you have a large company. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that you have an enterprise level company. And I know that that word may trigger some people because it's so overused and abused. Mm-hmm. But it, it's something that we need to keep in mind. Like yeah. we, when we look at our audience, we don't know, we don't always know who they are or how big the companies they come from are. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them to know, like, is, is what we're giving value? Do I need to worry about DevX at all? Right. Well, and I think, I think from the points that Amara was making and Kurt backed this up as well, if the purpose of developer experience is to reduce friction that developers are having with your product, then in my opinion, that's baked into the goals of developer relations. Absolutely. So if you're a small team and a small company, developer experience is going to be a part of what you're doing on a daily basis or should be a part of what you're doing on a daily basis anyway. Regardless of if you put the label on it or not. Exactly. But then to your point, PJ, when you hit that certain scale, it's like, okay, well, now we need a whole team dedicated to that because of the number of users that we have, because of the size of the community that we have, because of the number of people hitting our API, whatever that is, then saying, okay, we actually need a dedicated developer experience team to handle these topics. And that could still live under the umbrella of developer relations. It could be its own team within engineering. It could be its own team elsewhere within the company. But again, that is determined by that level of scale within the company that I don't think small organizations necessarily need. Yeah. It's like a, there are tasks. There's, and some of these tasks can be in the DevRel bucket. Some can be in the dev X bucket. Some of it could be in the marketing bucket or the product bucket, but the tasks as, as long as they're defined and people know where their lane is, like what the thing that they're focused on and what they're responsible for, that's, that's, that should ultimately trump everything over the labels of what department it falls under. Right. And, and maybe that's the, the benefit of, of, of DevX in general as a, as a job, as a, as a title, is the fact that we're able to give specific boundaries to what this job is. Like if you're doing DevX, it's a little bit different than doing in, I'm an internal dev advocate or I'm an external dev advocate or I'm an evangelist or whatever. Um, it gives It's a little more specificity. And that little bit of specificity, I think, really benefits us in fine-tuning what this job is, which I feel like is kind of the goal. I mean, like it was definitely the goal of your book, Mary, but it's also been the goal of this podcast since we started to kind of say like, hey, here's this job. What does it mean? What do we do? What what really is it? Uh, you know, We are the existential crisis podcast for people in the community and developer space. Um, I'll make the t-shirts. I think that's uh, our new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's after the colon, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Community Pulse, the existential crisis of the developer and community space. Yeah, the only right. podcast where the, the, the viewerships go down every week. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> people, people love this. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, if you look at our, our metrics are good on this show. And I think it's funny because we are very good at collecting metrics for this show in a job that statistically does not do well being metricized, which is 100% a word. Not wrong. I mean, we just keep giving people what they want. I think we can't help. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that that came up as we were planning this podcast episode was like, 
cool. There's so many different questions that we could dig into with developer experience. And we finally came back around to, we need one that's just an introduction to developer experience. And it's very general, right? And doesn't Mm -hmm. dig into, well, what happens if your audience expands beyond developers? Is it still developer experience? Or what happens when you have a full team dedicated to reducing that friction? What does that look like? And how does, how do you operate on a daily basis? Like, no, we need to define these. No, first, first, yeah. And that's, it's one of the things that I love about the way that we handle topics is mm-hmm. that it's cool. Let's define it so that we're all on the same page and then move forward with, with that deeper content. But I think that's probably also one of the things that we're struggling with as an industry right now is if there isn't, and I'm, I'm trying to think of an example, I guess at conferences, they do this sometimes where it's like, Here's the the title of the talk, the abstract for the talk, and then like, what audience is this for? Right. Is this for a newbie? Is this for an intermediate developer? Is this for a super advanced developer? So that you know right off the bat, like, great, is this blog post for me as a single dev advocate at a new startup trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing? Or is it for me who's a member of a 15-person team of advocates at a company that's been around for a long time and has a very established program, right? Like, those are two completely different audiences that overlap Mm -hmm. in some ways. But when you start talking strategy, there's completely different expectations there. Well, it's funny because you brought up in checkouts, you brought the 135 rule for work. And I've actually heard the 135 rule apply to content as well, where it's like you have one getting started. Like this is, you are brand new. This is introductory. Here's the basics. And that's what this episode kind of was for developer experience. Then you have three intermediate articles that are a deeper dive into that. Then five pieces of content that might not be blog posts. They might be white papers. They might be documentation that are so deep in the weeds that you have to have gotten through those first two levels in order to be at this point. But it you need five of them because now you're so specific that you're almost dealing with a case by case basis. And that's like the the one three five rule applied to content, which I found very valuable, and I think a lot of companies actually benefit from that. In the fact that yes, we just need one getting started article. We don't need to keep rewriting that, but and maybe we tweak it every once in a while. But we just need one, and then we'll see where they're at. Then we'll see how deep the the, the rabbit hole goes, so to speak. And I, one thing I wanted to say that I, what I really appreciate about you two and this podcast is that we are able to really. I think we're a good like second level at least, and then and then we dip, dipped into the third level of the one, uh, one three five portion. Of <clears throat> there are still people. I was on a I was on a Twitter space yesterday for GitLab, and I said something that I thought was unremarkable. I said, <laughs> uh, "Devrel is a department, not a person." Uh, and it, it was like, "Whoa!" Like well, that's that's controversy right there. And it's just like we talk when we talk about stuff like these little parts of like DX, for instance, and just deconstructing all the different parts. And so that people can really understand everything that comes with uh, reaching a developer and helping them be successful, uh, really not only teaches me, but it helps with the the knowledge of the whole community. And I know this is kind of like somewhat me patting us on the back, but more like you two and bringing these kind of uh, this kind of content. I was like, I, I really appreciate the service. Uh, and so, uh, thank you for bringing your perspectives. You're going to make me blush. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate that. And I think that's a lot of what we 
set out to do. And that's part of the reason why we do these after pulses too, right? To to sit back and go, okay, hang on. What did we not touch on? Yeah. What, did we miss? what did we miss? What did we overdo? What did we, right. what, what can we, right. what do we want to dive deeper on without yeah. taking What can we instigate next time? There you go. There yeah. You go. <laughs> well, and I think on those, on those lines, like if you're listening to this episode and you have ideas of things that we missed, things that we should have touched on and things that you'd like us to touch on in the future, other aspects of developer experience that you'd like us to, to dig into more. Uh, or if you want to be a guest for any of those, please, please, please reach out. Yeah. The information is in the bumpers. So it's, we're, I mean, we're, and we're also fairly easy to find because we're pretty outgoing people. Um, it's true. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you both said the same thing. <laughs> mm, chef's kiss. Perfect. Um, but I think, yeah, with, with that, Definitely get in touch, and we hope that all of you have enjoyed this episode and this episode of the After Pulse. We look forward to hearing your feedback, and uh, in the meantime, take care of each other out there. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of After Pulse with Mary Thangwall, Jason Hand, PJ Haggerty, and Wesley Faulkner. Learn more at communitypulse.io.